Praise the Lord, my friends. Thank you so much for joining this podcast, the podcast of D.A. Smith Ministries. It is my prayer that the word of God that you hear today will bless you, empower you, and encourage you. Listen in to the word of God as it is taught and or preached and enjoy this podcast. God bless you. Verse and and start there. Second Chronicles chapter 17. Excuse me, Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse number 14. I'm called to be a saint. I feel good tonight and we thank God. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. All right, if my people, that's going to be key in just a few moments. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I'm called to be a saint. Somebody says and asks the question, well, Pastor Dan, what is a saint? What is a saint? Because we've heard the song growing up, oh, when the saints go marching in, Oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, Lord, I want to be in that number. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Everybody know that song? You remember that? I love that song. But we got to know what a saint is before we can go marching in. All right. There's a calling on all of us. Praise God. To be a saint. Let's look at it in the word of God. Romans chapter 1 verse number 7. Thank you Jesus. Romans chapter 1 verse number 7. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, listen, called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called. 
to be saints. And you can really take out that e, the italics out of that and say called saints. Called saints. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 2. Unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are, listen, sanctified in Christ Jesus. Here it goes again. Called to be saints. With all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. You know, many people in this day and age are claiming to be called to do a lot of things. You probably know some people like that. Oh, the Lord has called me to do this. Lord has called me to do that. I feel called to be here, called to be there. But many cannot make their calling and election sure. There's no fruit. There's no works behind their calling. I believe if you have a calling by God, there should be some works. There should be some fruit. There should be something that backs up your statement. I've been called well. There should be something. There should be some, as they say, proof in the pudding. Okay? But regardless of that, I want to let everybody that's listening tonight know that there is one calling that we all have been called to. And that is the call to be a saint. Everybody has that calling. And it's up to us to answer that. That's the calling to be a saint. Throughout the scriptures, you'll find that believers are mostly referred to as saints because that is a, a, a calling from God. That is a, that's what he refers to his people as, saints. That's a calling that we have that you have to decide whether... I want to live that, act that out, accept that calling, the call to be a saint. There's some right now that are running from that call because of what it entails. And we get into that in just a moment. Running from the call to be a saint. You know, I see people say, I've been running from preaching for years. And God seemed like, he keep trying to pull me in, keep letting things happen to, to get my attention. My house caught on fire, my this caught on fire, that and the other. Fell down, broke my leg, that for this for that and the other. Uh, and God just keep trying to get me to answer the call. Well, that may be true, but he's also trying to get some of us to answer the call to be a saint. That's why, praise God, you notice certain things keep happening in your life, praise God. He he keeps rescuing you from this and rescuing you from you, uh, rescuing you from that. Praise God. Then when you this happens, he keeps 
praise God, showing you in dreams, showing you in visions. Uh, he keeps allowing things to be a God, amen, to let you know, hey, I got one major calling on your life, and that's to be a saint. Praise God. He lets you, has let you slip through the hands of death. Praise God. So that you may answer the call to be a saint. <laughs> I was watching a video today oh, of a, uh, uh, I think it was an alligator if I'm not mistaken. An alligator had uh, grabbed hold to a, a turtle. And the turtle, uh, praise God, had wiggled his way out from the mouth of the alligator. I mean, he got out of that mouth. The alligator had took him whole. And uh, the, the turtle, who was a slow creature, somehow he fumbled his way out from the hands, from the mouth and the, grab, the grasp of the alligator. And he didn't crawl away. He hopped away from the alligator and I believe the alligator's mindset was well if he he done all that I ain't even gonna bother him it ain't worth my time or energy and he didn't even make an effort praise God to try and go after the turtle and the turtle was just hopping along hopping along till he got the safety and that's been some of us our the last five years the last seven years, we've been in the hands of trouble, in the hands of death, right at the hands of uh, judgment. Praise God. And the Lord has allowed us to escape and move out of there quickly. Praise God. And the only reason why is because he has a calling on your life. Praise God. What is the calling? It's not to be some big-time preacher, not to be some big-time singer. Yes, that may happen in your life at some point, but the number one call, he says, I want you to be a saint. Because at the end of the day, none of this is going to really matter. Praise God. Because I hear Paul say, I can have preached to others and then myself be a castaway. Are you listening to me? So what matters the most is that I be a saint. <laughs> That's what matters the most, is that I be a saint. Praise God. And so here is what we define, praise God, uh, as a saint. And it's right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 2. Paul here kind of gives us a working definition of who a saint is right here. Number one, we understand from this verse that a saint is one who is in the church of God. Saint is one who is in the church of God, specifically a local, has a local assembly connection. All right? specifically has a local assembly connection, okay? That's very key, all right? And it's key for a certain reason. We must understand that to be effective and to grow, we must maintain a connection, yes, to the universal church, 
to the entire body of Christ, but more even specifically a connection to our local church. The local body, because all of that connects us to the universal. All right? It's just like an organization. Organization may have a national or international body, but then it's broken down into local bodies or local chapters that helps you keep, be connected and uh, uh, engaged to, uh, it's more personable. That way you are, yes, you are still a part of the bigger picture, but you have a local assembly to be connected to. This dynamic has been designed, listen, so that every branch has a connection to the true vine. All right? Every branch will have a connection to the true vine. All right? So it's important that we maintain, number one, have, and number two, maintain the connection to the local assembly. And I believe it has been the intent, and, and I hope you can find this uh, uh, somewhere in your spirit to agree. It has been the intent of Satan himself to use this public health crisis called COVID-19 to cause public, to cause, excuse me, believers or saints to disconnect from their local assemblies. Yeah, he's trying to use this to disconnect us from our local assemblies, all right? Because the, the in-person experience has been impacted. The in-person experience has been impacted. So he's trying to use this as a gateway, if you will, to change some people from having that saint status. All right? He's trying to use this as an experience because some folk, amen, unless they have the in-person experience, they won't stand. Some folk, unless they have the in-person experience, they won't stay connected. They won't stay saved. They won't stay sanctified. All right? And so he's trying to use this as a means, praise God, to, to sever the connection. And so we, praise God, have got to realize his his cleverness and i and i just talked about this uh, now i'm gonna give you an example of how he's trying to interfere with the connection now sunday mornings y'all listen to me sunday mornings uh everything seemingly works well 9:45, we have a good christian education the phone line works well okay nobody has a problem uh, generally with getting connected okay but when it's time for the worship experience which is akin to our 11 o'clock worship service where everybody usually congregates all of a sudden nobody can get in on the phone line nobody can get in praise God the, it says something about there's no uh, circuits available all this kind of thing call back about 1 o'clock, just as free as a bird. Works just fine. But I come to let you know today, and you need to get this in your spirit, the devil is a liar. 
The devil is a liar and Jesus is still the Messiah. Yes, he is. The devil is a liar. One thing, praise God, that the saints have proven is that uh, even since the beginning of the, the first church, that we are community. And I believe this past Sunday, amen, we gave the devil a black eye. We showed him that we can pull together, even though he thinks he's the prince of the air, we can pull together and we can stay connected. I've seen folks connected on three-way. Folks connected, praise God, from FaceTime. If I got a connection, I'm going to pull you in on it. And we're going to make this thing happen. Praise God. Sometimes you got to give the devil a black eye. Sometimes you got to give him a fight. You got to give him a run for his money and let him know, praise God, that I am a saint of God and I will not let you interrupt my connection and my flow to my source. Praise God. God is the source of my strength. Hallelujah. Somebody right now give God a Holy Ghost praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let him know. I'm not supposed to be preaching tonight. Let him know that he, you, you will not be defeated in this season. You will not be defeated in this season. You're not going to let lay down and let him just uh, get you uh, 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 all def defeated and depressed over the little, uh, uh, as the Bible said, devices that he has to get you disconnected. No, no, no. Not without a fight. I will be uh, a sturdy. I will be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. All right. And so we as if you're going to be a saint, you have to have that connection to the local assembly. It is it is it is mandatory. You have to have a connect. I don't care what these folks are walking around here saying what these folks. I walk around here telling you, ah, oh, you don't need a church, family. You don't need a church. This, that, and the other. This, you know, all that is from the pit of hell. It's baloney. Praise God. You need to be covered. You need a connection to a local assembly. Why is that? Because the local assembly keeps you accounted for and keeps you accountable. Listen. The local assembly keeps you accounted for and keeps you accountable. And that's why you hear folks talking like that. Ah, you don't need no church. You don't need your church peoples. They all hypocrite, this and that. Now you have church. You you don't need no church people. All this uh people that usually say that they don't want to be accounted for and they don't want to be accountable. Hmm? Hallelujah. They want to do their own thing and they want to be free agents. Praise God. Hallelujah. But go to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. Praise God. Luke 15 verse number 3. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety 
and nine in the wilderness, the 99, and go after that which is lost until he find it. And when he had found it, he laugheth on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. All right? You may be that one sheep that's lost. And when you have that local connection, we know that you're not in the pack. Something is wrong. You have been missing. You haven't been connected. We haven't seen you on the live. We haven't seen you in service. Praise God. And that keeps you connected and keeps you covered. That's why, praise God, when we were in church, uh, in the church building, it Sometimes I see, I shoot you a message. I haven't seen you. One Sunday now, I won't bother you. Maybe two Sundays, I won't bother you. I say, well, maybe they're working. Or maybe, praise God, they're uh, uh, out of town or something like that. And, but now I get that third Sunday, I'm trying to find you. I'm, seeing, I'm trying to get in touch with you. If I can't get in touch with you, I'm, uh, I ask Deacon Hall uh, to get in touch with you. I'm coming looking for you. Praise God, because you are missing you are missing and i need to know what's going on i need to know are you okay did somebody upset you what happened praise god what happened that's a part of being connected to the local assembly that's a part of being local uh, connected to your local assembly it's about being accounted for and also accountable what do you mean accountable what do you mean accountable well, if I see you on the news, praise God, that you have just robbed a bank, then I'm going to ask you why. <laughs> why? What made you rob the bank? Praise God. I'm going to ask you why did you rob the bank? Praise God. If I see the news, now I don't go behind rumors. Y'all don't like this kind of thing. I don't go uh, behind rumors. I don't go behind hearsay. I don't go behind this one said that that one said. I don't go behind that. Praise God. Because a lot of times folks say stuff uh, and report stuff because they're just trying to make somebody look a certain way and it be lies. Hmm? I, don't, I don't go by that. I go by facts. Okay? All right? Go by facts. All right? And so because we have to be careful when dealing with souls. You have to be careful as a leader when dealing with souls. All right? And so that's a part of being a saint. A saint means I'm connected to a local assembly so that I may be accounted for and be accountable. Don't get upset, praise God, when you are uh, uh, sought after. And say, where you been? Just miss you. Nobody's trying to be nosy. We're just trying to make sure you're all right. Praise God. Then there's another part of being a saint according to this text. Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, verse number 2. 1 read it. We read it again. 1 Corinthians 1, 2. And to the church of God, which has the Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. There's a key word there, sanctified. Being sanctified, and you almost see that word saint in there. Sanctified is a part of being a saint. That's 
That's, you cannot call yourself a saint and not be sanctified. All right? That is important. That is an important piece of being a saint. It's sanctified. And perhaps that's why a lot of people run from the call to be a saint. They run from the call to be a saint because it's going to cause them to be challenged in that area. That means now I got to be uh, living a life that's sanctified. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter number 1. Thank you for the word tonight, Lord. First Peter. Hallelujah. Thank you. First Peter chapter one. Verse number 15. But as he which have listened called you. There it is again. He called you. There's the calling again has called you as holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Now, that's not just talking about your conversation as in speaking with someone. Of course, we need to be holy in that. All right? We need to be holy in that. Uh, <laughs> we need to be holy in that. Somebody say amen quick. In our conversation with each other, but that's also talking about lifestyle. That's talking about lifestyle. Because, verse 16, it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Now, let me just say this about holiness. Because some people look at that and they get afraid. They look at that and they get scared. They get terrified. Oh, all white. Dressed in all white. Praise God. Oh, terrified. Holiness is not as terrifying and dreadful as you may have it imagined in your mind. Holiness, praise God, is as simple as following peace with all men. Because holiness without which no man succeeds. Holiness is as simple as I choose not to go here. Because if I go here, I'm subject to fall into sin. Holiness is as simple as I choose not to uh, uh, engage in this conversation because if I engage in this conversation, it may go in a direction I don't want it to go into. So I choose to not do that. Holiness is as simple as I give myself, praise God, to uh, fasting, praying, and seeking the Lord. Let's go back to 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. This is a summarization of a saint and a life of holiness. It says, if my people, that's the call of a saint, my people. Saints are the people of God, shall humble themselves. That's a life of humility, a life of servants. All right? Seek my face. Saints have a continual habit a prayer and fasting. But here, turn from their wicked ways. That's holiness. And we're going to get into all this a little bit later. Okay? That's this choosing not to do. Choosing not to do. And if we be honest tonight, 
some things are quite avoidable. They're quite avoidable. All right? They're quite avoidable. They are quite avoidable. Holiness, praise God, is not just merely about your decision on what to wear. Now, I'm not going to say that it doesn't have anything to do with it, because it does. Because <laughs> it does. Because now we got this new age um, that has just pushed that out the door and say, holiness ain't about clothes. Wait a minute. You can't just push that completely out the door, say holiness ain't about clothes. But it is an inward work that if I let God in my heart and let him work on the inside of me and help let him uh, uh, purge out of me the ways that are not like him, okay, and help me to make decisions that would please him, okay, that would honor him, that would bring glory to him. All of that's holiness. Somehow that inward work will work itself on the outside. So some things I just won't do outwardly because of what's going on inwardly. You understand? I, I just won't do certain things outwardly because of what's going on with me inwardly. You don't have to tell me what to wear and not wear because I just won't feel right wearing it because of what God has done and is doing with me inwardly. Huh? See, back in the day, we just stripped people outwardly and didn't care much about the inward. And that's why they became rebellious. That's why they became to a point where they hated the church. And now they're full-blown rebellious and all of that because we did it backward. Did it backward. You let God work in you and he will work out of you. The Bible says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. It's an inward process that God does within us. Sometimes after God gets through doing what he wants to do inside of you, you'll just start automatically changing things. You just start automatically throwing away certain music and throwing away certain uh, 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 habits that you have. You just throw away cigarettes and all kind of stuff because it, it just, God just changes you. Hallelujah. Somebody say a wonderful change. Hallelujah has come over me. God is sanctifying me. He's making me a holy vessel unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many want to be a saint tonight? I want to be a saint. I want to be a saint. I want to be, I can't teach this all in one night. This is probably going to be a part two. But I want to be a saint. I want to be a saint. I want to be one of those that goes marching in. Now, I want to give you three quick things, and then we're going to close. There's something special about saints. God invests into saints. He invests in a saint. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. We're going to go there quickly. I'll be out your way. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. All right? Actually, let's begin at verse um, 
11. Now, this was as he ascended. Uh, the Bible says, and he gave some apostles. Let's go to verse 10, because I want you to get it all. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far from all heavens, that he might fill all things. Verse 11, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists. These are gifts that he gave and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of who? The saints. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The reason why we have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers is not for them to wear a collar and look cute, fold their arms, fold their legs, and look dignified. He did that for the saints that they might be edified, okay? And for the body of Christ, for the work of ministry. That's how much he thinks of saints. I want to give these gifts so you might be built up <laughs> in your most holy faith. Praise God. Now, here's another thing about saints. Oh, this is going to get good as we go on. Philippians chapter 4, verse 21. Saints have their own code. <laughs> saints, when you are a saint, a called saint by God, and you are a saint for sure. This is what Philippians chapter 4, verse 21 says. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. That means, you know, every saint ought to greet a saint with a, a, a sanctified greeting. When you see me, you ought to greet me like I'm another saint. And that's why you hear me sometimes when I come on this broadcast, I say, praise the Lord to you. I say, good evening and praise the Lord. Because I'm not talking to my homie. I'm not talking to uh, uh, somebody off the street. I'm talking to saints. And so I tell you a holy greeting. I greet you with a holy greeting. I say, praise the Lord. All right? I say, praise the Lord. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. All right? That's a salute, a salutation. Praise God. That's a special greeting. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You ought to, you ought to practice that right now. Uh, amen. Just, just greet somebody that's a saint. Amen. Uh, uh, in the comments. There you go. Say, praise the Lord. And practice that. Make yourself uh, get in the habit of that. When you see another saint, say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, here's the last thing. When saints die, it's a precious time. For Psalm 116, 15. We're going to close there. Psalm 116, 15. You know, there's a reason why the Bible says uh, we don't sorrow as the world sorrows those that don't have no hope. This is why, because Psalm 116, verse 15 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. They are relieved from this world. They are 
escaping this world of misery, strife, trouble. And the Lord said, precious is, he welcomes a saint home that have lived a sanctified life, have lived a life, praise God, pleasing to him. Come on in, saint. Come on in, child. Come on in. Come on in. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I hope tonight that you are.